0: Here, if I talk, I get kind of nervous when I take tests. Oh, just please don't move. I'm oh, sorry. I already had an IQ test this year. I don't think I've ever the had one. The action time is a factor in this, so please pay attention. Now answer as quickly as you can. Okay. You're in a desert, walking along in the sand when all of a sudden... Is this the test now? Yes. You're in a desert, walking along in the sand, when all of a sudden you look warm What? At- what? What desert? It doesn't make any difference. What desert is completely hypothetical. But how come I'd be there? Maybe you're fed up. Maybe you want to be by yourself. Who knows? You look down, you see a tortoise, Leon. You reach down, you flip the tortoise over on its back, Leon. Do you make up these questions, Mr. Holden? Or do they write them down for you? The tortoise lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun, beating its legs, trying to turn itself over, but it can't. Not without your help. But you're not helping. What do you mean, I'm not helping? I mean, you're not helping Why is that, Leon? They're just questions, Leon. In answer to your query, they're written down for me. It's a test designed to provoke an emotional response. Shall we continue? Describe in single words. Only the good things that come into your mind. About your mother? My mother?
1: Yeah.
0: Let me tell you about my mother.
1: It's time for another episode of...
0: 252.
1: With your hosts, Frank G. and Ralphie D. Featuring Amy the Dream Master, Professor Pat, and a musical segment from Igor.
2: I was reading one article about Eminem like kind of taking place of Easy East and I'm just like oh how like I know Eminem's like the rap god and he is the rap god but how do you replace Easy E?
1: Well he can do the part I mean anybody (sighs) anybody could do the part but the the point is, unless they choose the set list extremely carefully, like more carefully than I think is possible, no one is prepared to hear Eminem get up on stage and say that.
3: I get gas, Oh maybe because I blast on a stupid ass nigga when I'm playing with the trigger of an Uzi or an AK. Because the police always got something stupid to say.
2: No. We seen Up in Smoke, and that was basically the NWA kind of together, but Snoop Dogg was with them. I mean, it was Eminem on his own. And then Snoop Dogg came out and performed Nate Dogg, you know, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube. It was pretty much, I don't, I don't know if MC Ren was there with them. I can't remember. I think it was, I I think think it it
1: was, was for a while. Yeah.
2: I think it was everybody, but easy E for the up and smoke tour. So we basically seen all of them together already, so I don't know what the big stink is.
1: Well, uh, they're arguing about stuff anyway. Plus, like, the, they did a reunion show at some awards thing the other day. And just watching the clip, it's like, I don't want to see this. This sucks. You know why it sucks? Because Ice Cube sounds like, like current Ice Cube where he, he's trying to be in the club all the time. and doesn't sound like a gangster at all. So everything he's, well, he's you know he's doing the old lyrics, but it sounds just totally wrong. It sounds like his modern crappy style.
2: Well, he's fifty years old. Right. But usually even
1: those guys who are fifty years it's, they give him credit to some point. He he's changed, you know.
2: I'm sure Dr. Dre could still slay out the freaking old school.
1: Yeah, Dre still sounds the same. You know, he didn't really he he went gangster at whatever point, like eighty nine and he stayed there, you know. Right. But like when Ice Cube changed, he doesn't seem to know how to get back to the old style anymore. So
2: I think he went too soft with all those kid movies and
1: and, he just went into Tupac mode at some point. And,
2: uh, yeah. You know,
1: someone about the way, you know. Like, <laughs> like, you don't need right. to put all that in there. Dude. You don't need the Whitney Houston of rap. Okay, but just say okay. the word. Don't add syllables to it and stuff.
2: <laughs> right. Well, either way, it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see the movie. But it seems to be that particular day that there's like, Quite a few movies dropping on that particular day where I'm like, Oh, which one am I gonna go see? I don't know.
1: They it's, just they just pissed me off because they sent I had passes to a preview. I went to the to queue up for the preview and they invited about twelve hundred people to a four hundred seat preview.
2: For the NWA movie?
1: Yeah, so we got to see like Ice Cube and his people walk in and a bunch of hoes and then they said, Okay, the rest of you people go home.
2: Oh my god. Was that, that just was recently? Fucked up. Yeah. Did you did you see what happened in Livonia with Jake Gyllenhaal and Eminem coming in to the preview for Southpaw?
1: Yeah, yeah, same thing. It's like uh, I think that's what happened is the word got out that they were going to actually be you know not just showing the movie, so everybody that had these things that normally would stay away showed up, you know.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, see, I didn't even know about it. It wasn't even ten miles from my house, and I had no clue that. Eminem or Jake Gyllenhaal were within the vicinity of my hometown, let alone that they were even previewing the movie.
1: Right. Yeah. They don't usually tell just put it out to the public, but the, you know, the people are getting smart and with Twitter and stuff. Like, it's like, well, Ice Cube showed up at the preview in Chicago. And the Detroit show is the next day. Well, what do you think he's going to
2: oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> right. I mean, that's badass. I can't wait to see the movie. The movie looks amazing, and I've actually been waiting for, what, two, three years? Actually, 2010 is when I think they collaborated for this movie. So it's been five years in the making almost, I believe, oh, probably. is what I read. Yeah, it takes um, a
1: long time to do that.
2: Yeah. And just even to get into the physical shape for both of them to to do the movie. So I'm I'm excited and I love Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor anyways. He's he's a good actor, so it'll be interesting to see how it turns out and of course the soundtrack to hear the wonderful soundtrack of what he produced of that
1: there'll be something on there that's a hit and then something on there that's not so (laughs) that's how he seems to usually do it now
2: yeah i think there was they listed on um it was billboard.com that i was reading one of the stories on and there was like three or four different ones and uh one of the collaborations that he collaborated with and i about dropped my jaw is gwen stefani he he did a collaboration song with her. So I'm like, that'll be interesting to fucking hear. Gwen Stefani and Eminem together. Interesting. huh. okay. It, it'll, oh, maybe. it'll
1: be all about the color of uh, blonde they use for their hair, right? <laughs>
2: right, right. Oh, let's see. Can I borrow your bleach? <laughs> What shade of bleach did you use? And what was the other thing? Oh, you posted about the whole, I think it was you, um, on the inside theory of the whole Joker. Oh, yeah. That was kind of an interesting thing that I, the article that I had read on that, which... I didn't know too much about that where that, where that's even going to come in. Is that going to be the next installment of Batman? Like I'm confused of when.
1: <coughs> well, they're, like, they're being confusing wow, sort of on purpose because they're trying not to leak everything, even though they seem to be doing a crappy job of it, which means right. they're probably trying to leak it without looking like they're trying to, you know how that goes. But, uh, no, the, the Jared Leto thing, he's in, uh, it's the Suicide Squad movie, which is separate, right. separate from the Batman versus Separ- Superman movie, movie. but uh, but which Batman is amazing, right. Batman shows up in that movie, as, oh,
2: as like for okay. one scene
1: or another, probably in a flashback, and uh, now
2: is it going to be the Ben Affleck Batman or is yeah. it going to be another? F- okay, yeah,
1: because okay. in, in the Superman versus Batman movie, it's, there's a it's somewhat in the future from that Suicide Squad movie. Because the Batman there is about 50. And in the Suicide Squad movie, he'll probably be like 40 or so. So it's probably a 10-year difference or something in between those.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Because I was trying to figure it out. Like, where is this leap and gap? Because my son was even asking. He's like that that's not the joker that's not the Joker. and I'm like yes it is I'm trying to tell you it's the new style joker and even my husband (laughs) was like trying to argue with me And, and then that you posted that and I was reading into it and I was like oh okay I gotcha which most of the listeners right now are probably like what the hell are they talking about
1: it depends which, on how many... are. A lot of the comic nerds already know all this stuff. Like they're, right. like, oh, they're just doing the right. and like, Yeah, that's what they're doing.
2: Exactly.
1: They're basically doing a, a story that's one of the most well-known Batman things ever, which is The Dark Knight Returns, which they stole the name of to make the previous movies. But uh, a lot of this story is based on bits from that, but they can't do the entire thing because it would be a heavily R-rated movie if they did it as written. Know, it was kind of most right. mature comics, one of the first ones. So they're taking bits of that, which is why Batman is older and why he's fighting Superman, and why he's kind of ornery and angry. But they're also taking a few other bits from that that they haven't kind of put out there yet. Plus, a combination of these other couple of stories that they're taking, so they're they're making like a you know a, as they usually do, they're merging three or four things into one. But instead of taking the same, you know, every every movie so far has been here's the <clears throat> origin story and here's how he got started. And it's always the early stuff. Well, this is the later stuff. Like, here's how he ends. Batman ends, they could probably call it. too. Uh, that yeah. kind of gives away what Superman story they're working into here, too. Because the, uh, see, I can't put this on the air. <laughs> I have a thing that says I can't put this on the air. So I'll tell you and edit it out. But they're doing the whole thing at the same time, which is where the comes in.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Cause my Patrick was asking me in the car about the whole Batman versus Superman. And he's just like, they hate each other. And I'm like, they do, but they end up becoming friends and working with each other. And he's like, but how? And I'm like, well, you'll just have to watch everything. So I've been trying to get him to watch everything, but trying to find everything in, in chronological order and piece them together. Like, They don't have everything on Netflix, and they don't have everything on, you know, they got stuff, bits and parts on TV, on YouTube.
1: A lot of the DC animated movies are on Netflix, and those would be a better place to go for a lot of that stuff. Because they tell a lot of the story that hasn't been in the movie movies, you know? (sighs)
2: Ugh. For like Batman?
1: For Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, See, all those.
2: See, I, I searched for them and they weren't, maybe I was... They might have pulled was,
1: them out. I'll have to check it out. The story that they they took most of that stuff from, that uh, they do have a, a three-hour animated version of that, but it's kind of, uh, it's not not exactly for kids. <laughs> it's just because the book wasn't either. It's a little bit heavy for little guys, but yours has seen some heavy stuff and it is animated, so... right. You'd probably want well, to watch it yourself first, you know. Yeah. Batman running around saying, God damn it, and stuff. It's not always good for the kids. <laughs> you
2: know? My kids already run around and say that it is, it is. Well, I know. About? I had to
1: remind my kid not to tell anybody that he was going to f**k their face. i like, dude, don't do No, no, that?
2: no, 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 no. He no, says no, it through video
1: games, you know, He like because they're yeah. – you know that's not funny dude plus like his sister and stuff and you're gonna get like sent home
2: (laughs) you have to be careful but i'll you know as a mom as parents like you got to do the best and do what you're what you want to do and i don't give a shit like as long as they keep it within the house as far as like swearing and stuff and playing out and stuff, I can care less. Like I will let my kids watch The Walking Dead. They watch some clips. They've watched some episodes, and they love it. They've watched Z Nation with us before. They crack up at that show, <laughs> but we make sure we pre-watch it and make sure okay, yay or nay. And J- actually, Jason went through a spout for a good half of a year where he just pretended to, like, go in corners and, like, eat brains. <laughs> we would be in, like, the doctor's office or just random places, and he would just go over to people and, like, pretend to start, like, eating off of them or go in the corner and start eating brains. And uh, I was actually told by a friend family member with that I was inappropriate and my child's behavior was inappropriate. And I looked at her and was just like, says, who, you and why? And she was like, well, what is he doing? And I'm like, he's eating brains and pretending he's being a zombie. And she's like, well, that's just inappropriate. And I'm like, I don't see how it's inappropriate. He's a three-year-old little kid. He's not hurting anybody. (laughs) He's pretending
3: Get off my property, you brain-eating zombie bastard.
2: It's not like he's really going to eat real brains. He's not going to murder somebody and hurt, you know, and eat their brains. He's just plain.
1: You're like, I can't get this kid to eat dinner. You want him to eat brains?
2: (laughs) Eat, you know? Like, uh, it's hard. You know, we
1: used to have you know our games like they we're not allowed to really do cops and robbers cowboys and indians and stuff like that so they're doing zombies and zombie hunters whatever it's the same game what difference does it make what they call it
2: my kids play cops and robbers you know we've got nerf gore we've got nerf guns galore man if we had a zombie apocalypse and we needed to kill the zombies with nerf guns we'd be set Oh, yeah, they've got the targets, they've got everything, and they dress up, too. They dress up in (laughs) different gear and all kinds of stuff, and they have imaginations. Yeah, see, that's cool, I think. You don't see that much often with kids anymore, which is kind of crazy, but they yet still like to play with their video games, but I make them time out, and I'm like, time out, go play with your imagination, and they'll just go to town, and they'll act out, being a zombie or playing walking dead or whatever it is that they they're into that week
1: and that's another one of the problems right there that we used to i I think we've actually talked about this before we used to be able to go outside right and people didn't freak out if you if you were six years old in your front yard playing with stuff and call the cops on your parents and shit like they seemed like to do now you know did you see that lady with their kid that was like you know, however far away in the park that she could see and then the, the cops brought him home and the CPS and all this crazy shit. And it's like, dude, you know, what? we used to do much crazier stuff.
2: Our parents would kick us out at like eight o'clock in the morning and pretty much would lock the door right. and be like, oh, come back until the streetlights come on. We'd come in maybe to get lunch. Grab a toy, go to the bathroom, get some water or something to drink, Kool-Aid, whatever. Go and then be back outside. That's all. That was our childhood was outside. We would go on bike rides for miles and miles away from the house. You know, you can't do that nowadays. We'd be outside until the streetlights came on, and we would play in front of our house.
1: Right. See, I was definitely yeah. riding, riding more than a mile away on my oh, yeah. bike when I was six.
2: Oh, yeah. I was like going at least a mile to two away from my house at least
1: in detroit <laughs> you know, that's, you say it now people are like oh my god but back then it was still something you could do
2: yeah and i was closer to brightmore i would go over into brightmore and stuff and that's like a really really bad part of detroit so go figure Shoot, we would walk up to the Dairy Queen over into that neighborhood, and you wouldn't have any problems. Now you don't even dare drive your car to the other side of Telegraph without, without all your windows rolled up and locked. And yeah, there are
1: yeah, some, it's some definitely places. changed.
2: It <laughs> sucks. It really does, you know. And we try. I've tried. You know, my kids know how to play tag. They know how to play freeze tag. I've taught them all the things that. I learned as a kid, Red Rover, all that fun stuff that we would play, but they can't play it outside, and it double sucks for me, because I'm not in a house, I'm in a second floor um, apartment, so we have a balcony, so when I do take them outside, it's in a little patch or whatever, but we're not in the best of neighborhoods either, so yeah it really sucks,
1: oh, but even people in wonderful neighborhoods panic and don't let their children outside you know because strangers or whatever and it's like you know there's no more now than there were before you just hear about the few that there are in a more widespread scale you know because there's internet and stuff there's well, more news what is what happened. there is there's twenty four hour news on like a hundred places
2: that's what happened is the internet is what happened
1: you know when I was seven years old eight years old you could be dropped off at the mall you could be dropped off at toys r us you could be dropped off in the toy department of your whatever department store your parents needed to shop at and you could just go you could go check out toys or play with the demo ataris or whatever was going on for an hour and nobody would bother you you know nobody would ask if you were lost or if you needed help you were just a kid out shopping at the store you know yeah. Now, if you're if you turn away from the kid at my nine year old for two seconds, somebody starts to panic. Like, are you lost? Like, no, he's fucking shopping. What's the problem? Like, nine,
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: Let the kid browse, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, shoot, I remember, well, riding in the backwards in the back of the truck, you know, no seatbelts, no cap, in the back of a cab of a truck going to the mall. And being dropped up the mall at the age of like nine or ten, and here you go. Here's twenty bucks. We'll see you in about five hours. And parents would drop us off and uh, let us go to town. You can't do that nowadays.
1: No. And it's, the thing is, you probably could do that, except everybody's so up in your shit, then that's why you can't.
2: Well, that, and then everyone's like, "You're tra- the kids are trashing the place, and that's the thing, too, nowadays. Kids are fucking disrespectful. They they trash places, and they don't freaking, they're just, they, I don't know. They're not the same as huh. the way we are, Frank. Oh,
3: go on, do me in, your bastard, cowards. We <laughs> don't want to live anyway. Not in a stinking water night
4: this.
3: Oh? And what's so stinking about it? It's a stinking world because there's no law nor order anymore. It's a stinking world because it lets the young get onto the old. What you oh, it's no world for an old man any longer. What about world is it at all? Men on that
2: moon, and men spinning around the earth, and there's not no attention paid to earthly law, no, no, there's no more. Oh, oh dear, God, I fought for
4: thee
1: That's what makes people not want them in there. But mine doesn't act like that. And most of his friends... Neither do ours. Most of his friends don't. Although once in a while they all do. But usually they're pretty good.
2: It seems to be the in-between generation of like the kids, like the teenagers now are just downright disrespectful. They just don't give a shit. They're dirty. They just... It's horrible
1: let's see those would be people born in like the late 90s then i suppose eh? yeah
2: yeah yeah i would say late 90s born i guess that i mean makes we went sense, we know. took our kids to the park yesterday and granted yeah it's in the back of our apartment complex and usually it's pretty well kept up and it was horrible There's just broken glass everywhere. You know, everybody's tagging it with graffiti. There's just garbage. There was a pair of fucking flip-flops. I'm surprised there (laughs) wasn't condoms or needles laying around. You know, I don't Uh, know how many drug deals we've seen go down.
1: That's what I used to find at the school playground by the the house I used to live in over there. You know, we used to go up the street and it's a nice neighborhood to take the kid when he was pretty much a baby. You know, go play on the whatever, the jungle gym thing. And it'd get up there and there'd be yeah, there'd be forty ounce bottles, condoms, cigarettes, and occasionally needles and like what the fuck, dude, this is an elementary right. school. Who's coming to right. sit on the merry-go-round and shoot up?
2: <laughs> right. What are you doing? That's that's what we're talking about. Like I don't remember doing this shit even when I was like younger. I didn't go to playgrounds and fucking do this shit. Like you don't break glass bottles at playgrounds. And shit, it's the same with the the playground over by my girlfriend's house. You know, it's a beautiful little park for the kids to play at, but there's glass broke everywhere, so we're constantly picking it up so our fucking five kids don't get sliced open. It's ridiculous. And on a brighter note, talking about slicing open, today is the birthday of Devil's Reject. It is the 10th anniversary of... The day it was released.
1: Cool. Be sure and do your DDP yoga. Bang. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, he was. He He wasn't in that one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. That's right. He was so one yeah, of the freaking... he was.
1: One of the two guys that lives.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the freaking him and the other
0: Danny tattoo guy. Yeah.
2: Yep. God damn it! I forgot he was in that. Pow. Forgot about that. See, I'm gonna rewatch it because it's been a, it's been a couple years since I watched it. So since it's the 10th anniversary, I have to watch it. But that is one of my, it's in the top three of my all time favorite movies. That movie is I have to say House of a Thousand Corpses you know at first like when I when I first watched it it took me a couple of times for it to wear on me like the first time I was like what the fuck are you doing zombie (laughs) well it was
1: so you know almost exactly Texas Chainsaw you know like the original not any of the remakes but it was so very similar to the first one that it's like well we know where this is going right Right. and then it it just proceeded to go there so it's like okay well this is sort of like if, if he remade Halloween this is if he remade texas chainsaw it would look like this
2: right with his own little kind of zombie twist to it you know but of course the, and the characters made it the movie themselves of course they did a brilliant job with it but and then going to switching to devil's reject and it being a complete different the characters took on a complete different persona than what they were in House of a Thousand Corpses, you know, they were more, you know, like Baby Firefly was more giddy and like, you know, just, and she drove me nuts in House of a Thousand Corpses. I loved Otis. <clears throat> he was even more badass in Devil's Rejects. I actually thought like, wow, like for once, the bad guys are fucking my heroes in this movie. <laughs> Was what the crazy thing was in the movie. That's how well, well, out, well played the script was to me, at least. I thought they did a good, good job on the movie. And then of course the ending. That's my favorite part of the whole movie, where they go down in a blaze of glory with, with the good old Freebird blasting.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, to everybody that's listening, but you won't hear this until Sunday.
1: Right, it's just the week of, you're good enough. you know.
2: Yeah, there you go. Because it's a badass movie. And if you haven't seen it, then watch it anyways. And if you haven't seen it, then you shouldn't be listening to this goddamn show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's always uh, some people have holes like that. And it's things that they missed, you know. Like uh, my cousin today put up a quote, you know, a Blade Runner thing. And like people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he's like, no, what are you fucking talking about? You know, because the Blade Runner quote, and you should know this because you're 30. And, and then he so it was back and forth like, what the hell do you mean? It's like people who say, like, I have a friend who's never seen Return of the Jedi. You know, he's like, well, I saw the first two and I was good. <laughs> How can you not see the last part? You know,
2: Right. You got to see the last one.
1: It's like, ah, fuck that stuff. So it's like people just some people miss certain things, you know. Right. I, I have a general refusal to ever see Titanic, so I have that hole, but I'm pretty sure I know what happens anyway. So you know.
2: Yeah, I'm like that with some certain movies. I stick to my genres and that includes horror and and uh, comedy and there's some sci fi thrown in there. Um, but that's about it.
1: That sounds like my shelf pretty much too. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's <laughs> we never you know, had a problem finding something to watch. And that was true. You know, action, you know, that stuff, eh, that's not my thing. That's my husband. He's action, war, you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, I'll watch. There's some that I like, but mine's more horror, comedy, sci-fi. Right. <clears throat> and that's where I'm kind of like on August 14th, that that's another movie that's coming out as Air. Which has Norman Reedus and uh, I cannot pronounce the guy's name, but he plays Bob on The Walking Dead. Looks pretty badass, actually. Huh. Kind of excited about it. I'm a happy camper. And then Halloween, so you got all the, you know, the wonderful thing that rain on stars with uh, Bruce. King.
1: I was thinking about Halloween, the Halloween movie. I think they could probably start shooting a Halloween movie in late August and still have it in theaters in time for Halloween. So,
2: they—I don't know. They may, they may have. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've just yeah. heard talks.
1: Yeah, it doesn't I, take them long once they start talking though, because those things are pretty quick.
2: I haven't. That's all I've seen is talk of that. I haven't seen any kind of action I, of
1: sort yeah. i like the idea of uh it had jamie lee curtis dressed in a street fighter 2 vega that. costume right i've like, seen uh, that like she looks pretty good as vega put the mask on her she could totally be michael myers they might be a slightly padded suit like all these guys wear for their superhero costumes anyway you know all and right. then at the end like haha it was her you know i mean they kind of teased that before and then they killed her but that's easily undone
2: right why not that would be a kind of nice little twist. I mean, to it. it's
1: not much of a stretch for us to pretend that the the one with the internet cameras and Busta Rhymes didn't happen that way, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that was just his like dream one day when he was too high on tour. So that's what that was.
2: I met Buck Rogers, dude.
1: Oh yeah, at okay.
2: Con. Yeah, he was one of them. That was another one I got, I got to meet. I was uh... like.
1: Gil Gerard, is that him? Buck Rogers?
2: Yep. Buck Rogers, yep.
1: Now, I always I was... thought his girlfriend was hot, who was then later on the mom on Silver Spoons. So, you know, like That was cool. But the Buck Rogers show used to kind of scare me when I was a little kid, except the robot was cool. Like, beady, beady, beady. <laughs> <laughs> that little dude. Right. Beady, 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 beady. I,
2: I like the robot. What was the other? There was another show with a robot and a little girl. Was that the... There
1: was a show with a robotic little girl. There was Small Wonder, remember that?
3: Yeah, Small Wonder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you like my new bed? Isn't it pretty? It's pretty. Does your bed have a canopy over it? I do not have a bed. You're kidding. Where do you sleep? In the cabinet. Oh, you poor kid. Girls should sleep in a bed. I can't believe how mean they are to you. How mean they are to me. Look, there's only one way you're going to get the things every girl needs in life. You're going to have to learn to throw a tantrum. That's not in my memory bank. Oh, you're really naive.
1: Was her name Vicky?
3: Yes. I loved that show.
2: And everything
1: she said was like this, but no one knew she was a robot.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I would watch that all the time. My parents did not like it. It drove them up a wall, but I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was on that same block of stuff like as Mama's Family, the not quite good enough to are on real Mama's TV. Family.
2: I loved Mama's Family. What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: I watched both of those, but yeah, they were they were shows that parents would just look at you and shake their head like, you fucking child. You
2: know? Right, right. My mom loved Mama's Family. I mean, Carol Burnett and freaking they just, she watched all those kind of old Bonanza and the Carol Burnett show and stuff like that. So I grew up watching stuff like that with them and Bob Hope and all those crazy comedic guys. So I got to watch those. So but then it's- I would watch Elf and Small Wonders. <laughs> and then there was that other one where the girl's name was Evie and she could put her fingers together oh, yeah. and she would stop the world and that was out of she- this world out of this world and uh, actually the her boyfriend um, ended up being a soap star that plays on General Hospital <laughs> okay cool <laughs> yeah but I used to love that show too where she would just get I was like I always like was like I wish I could just do that I wish I could just put my fingers together and just stop the world and just be able to touch whoever I could and just be like all right let's go fuck shit up <laughs>
1: You would just you'd Come run around humping things galore. Right? Just, nothing would be safe at that point. So yeah.
2: No, I wasn't at that stage. But if I could do that now, oh, <laughs> I almost did. I almost humped a street fair performer guy. They were trying. I didn't. I didn't want to do it. We were at an art fair last last Friday, and I was with a group of my girlfriends, and they were the ones trying to do it. They were like, "Come on, go hump!" And I'm like, "It's a children's." thing i've got my sons here i am not gonna hump the live street performer but he was dressed like the tin man or something and i was like "Uh uh-uh no 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 (laughs) even my girlfriend that usually is the one there with me humping things she was like no 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 amy no pg pg and i was like god see guys can't take you anywhere
1: yeah there's a time and place for that stuff yeah Yeah, it's like, like going to Disney World. You're not supposed to go there and hump Mickey Mouse. This is bad news.
2: Oh, jeez, what are you doing? Oh, no. Right, I may end up doing that. Yeah, hump, yeah. I've got a bad, bad habit of doing that. That's the story of, uh, uh, well, according to Emerson, that's the story of how I, quote, unquote, conceived with Patrick um, when we were <laughs> we were in St. Augustine, Florida. We were there for a paranormal event. We were working um, with a uh, pair X Radio at the time, so we were down there with them and Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters, John Zaffis from the Sci Fi Channel, and us. And we were kind of basically it was a paid event where people would come in to meet us, and we would show them how to ghost hunt. And, uh, we were set up to do live, live kind of broadcast live on air that we'd pop on the air here and there and do whatever and show people how to do the equipment and all that fun stuff. And then the next day we got to go hit the town and go hang out. And we went to the Ripley's, believe it or not, um, place, which is a bad place for me because there's lots of statues there. (laughs) And, uh. So, yeah, there was, um, we walk in the door, and right away, there's a guy statue and a girl statue. And immediately, my friend Jess and I run to them. And I grabbed one boob, and she grabbed the other. And as we went to go touch them, I just hear Emerson screaming. No! And they were fucking fertility statues.
1: <laughs>
2: Oops. And uh, about uh less than a month later, I found out I was pregnant with Patrick. <laughs> yes, listeners, I have an effectuation with humping ob- objects and statues, lamps, whatever it is. I used to. I haven't done it in a while. I'm out of practice. I did do the Zoltar machine a couple it's months like, ago. Yeah. I saw Zoltar and I had to. It's Zoltar.
1: <laughs> we should take it to a wax museum sometime. Like a really good one.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'd fucking get kicked out and arrested. It's <laughs> Johnny Depp, what? I'm taking this to the bathroom. <laughs> Is it anatomically correct?
1: Do you prefer wax Johnny Depp like when he was Nightmare on Elm Street, 21 Jump Street, or now that he's like Jack Sparrow and whatever the hell else he Hunter S. Thompson style?
2: Uh, older, not okay. the younger.
1: It seems like most people seem to have that answer. Like he got better looking. He was good looking before, and he's better looking now. Is what the ladies say.
2: Right. I always he's uh, he's always been a heartthrob to me. I even had posters as a kid on my wall of Johnny Depp. But he's like fine wine. The older he gets, the finer looking he gets. So. I don't know like if I would want him in the Jack... Yeah, the Jack Sparrow kinda yeah, that's kinda cool. Whatever. Well oh, it doesn't have
1: to be the costume, just like that. Age, no, you know?
2: just yeah, yes. Not in the costume, no.
1: That would be no. a bit weird, you know.
2: <laughs> I just don't know. Although, Although I don't if you
1: a, if you put I a bunch have... of piercings in his face, he kinda looks like Al Jorgensen from Ministry. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>
3: no. 252
4: This is Igor here to talk to you about some 80s music. I was thinking about it, and when I think about the 80s, what comes to mind to me is the tight jeans and the big hair and how pop culture like permeated every corner of the globe. I mean, everybody wanted to be Madonna or wear their bandanas on their legs or whatever stupid thing was going on at the time. For those of us that came of age in the 80s, we were trying to shake off the disco and leisure suits of the 70s and trying to form our own thing. We're trying to get out from under the shadow of our baby boomer brothers and sisters and define who we were. Punk in the so-called new wave that kind of ended the 70s We're trying to make us forget about the Beatles and the Stones and the arena rockers that you couldn't escape from on our rock and roll airwaves. Post punk, or what became known as alternative, was springing up on college radio stations. The punk and new wave monikers didn't last long. They just basically, in my opinion, kind of defined a time from like 1977, 78 to about 81 or 2. You know, and then they came up with new labels like post punk and alternative and whatever, but it was just something different, them. There were bands like The Cure, Echo, and the Bunny Men, Sisters of Mercy. They were making us realize we didn't have to listen to Stairway to Heaven for the millionth time. Yeah, they labeled us Generation X, and I don't know, we didn't want to change the world. We just wanted to have fun. Of course, you know, with our equal shares of brooding and all that that comes with being a teenager. In the States, one of the big college radio up-and-comings was the Violent Femmes, and they were helping people not be too serious about their music and... Meanwhile, there was a little-known band in Australia that was getting occasional airplay on U.S. college radio, and occasionally they would uh, spin one of their records in a dance bar, carefully wedged in between Prince and Madonna, of course, so they didn't draw too much attention. That band was the Hoodoo Gurus. They were what I like to call an odd breed of Australian surf with kitschy pop music and a sense of humor in everything they did. It was obvious from listening, tongue was always firmly planted, in-cheek, The Hoodoo Gurus originally started out as Les Hoodoo Gurus, and they dropped the stupid French article pretty quick-like after their first single. The Encyclopedia of Australian Rock and Pop says, With the unorthodox lineup of three guitars and drums, no bass... The Layhuda Gurus immediately stood out from Sydney's Detroit inspired fraternity by fusing classic pop melodies, punkish guitars, and American junk culture aesthetic with an absurd sense of humor. The gurus built up a fanatical following and I totally agree there's really no way to describe these guys they were kind of psycho surf music I mean they were some something on their own they were just good fun they were poppy you didn't have to worry if your mom was listening you didn't your little sister could sing along if she wanted I think they were really unappreciated. Their first album in 84. It was called Stone Age Romeos. And to show their sense of humor, actually, that uh, title of the album was named after a Three Stooges short film that came out in 1955. The funniest part is if you read the dedications on the album, it's dedicated to, well, a bunch of people, but among them is Larrabee, Larry Storch. So Larrabee was from Get Smart. He was a character in Get Smart. F Troop was the show the Larry Storch starred on. And also they say Arnold Ziffel and his Taylor, so any Green Acres fans out there will know what that is. That was kind of right there, reading that record album cover you knew right out of the box. These guys are just out to have fun. And they're talking to people my age, talking about shows that I grew up watching in syndication. Their first album was actually number one on the alternative college charts for seven weeks, becoming one of the most played albums for the year on the college networks. In 85, they toured with the Bangles. I happened to see them that year, and it was the most bizarre concert I ever went to because they opened for the Bangles. And I wanted to see the Hoodoo Gurus. I could care less about the Bangles, so I bought myself the high-priced ticket so I could sit in the pavilion of the venue instead of out on the lawn. And I never saw so many 12-year-old girls and their dads together in my life. Of course, that was the Bangles crowd. The people who listened to the Hoodoo Gurus, I think it was the people in my group, and that was about it. But luckily, all the girls had to go get T-shirts, and Daddy had to buy them the expensive snacks and stuff, so we were able to sneak up to the very front of the pavilion and watch almost the entire Hoodoo Guru set without anybody around to bother us. I think we are probably about 12 or 15 rows back. And uh, it was an awesome show. And then, you know, the Bangles came on, And we departed quickly, probably after one or two songs. But I'll never forget how much fun that show was. And it it was kind of amusing because there were literally so few people in that pavilion watching them play. They could pretty much tell who was the fans and singing along and stuff. It, It was really a good show. Very underrated band. The peak of their popularity was probably the mid to late 80s. Their second albums and third albums, Mars Needs, Guitars, and Blow Your Cool... They charted it within the Billboard Top 200. Needs Guitars hit number 140 and Blow Your Cool 120. Uh, Their follow-up, Magnum Come Louder, hit number 101 on the uh, Billboard 200 in America. The Blow Your Cool album was kind of cool because it was more power pop and radio friendly, I guess. But what I liked about it is the Bengals and Dream Syndicate members contributed. Dream Syndicate's an awesome band. If you haven't heard of them before, check them out. But they were... Part of what was known as the Paisley Underground at the time, it was um, kind of a resurgent of psychedelic music in the Bay Area, and that's from where the Bangles sprung up and Dream Syndicate and Rain Parade and those type of bands. So Hoodoo Gurus kind of latched on because it was the same listener base. The band kind of had on and off success, but it was mostly... A small rabid crowd and it was more in Australia than here and with you know the occasional bump on the college charts and in 98 they broke up and they all went off to kind of do their own thing for a while three of the main people who started the band actually got together and formed a band called Persian Rugs so in 2003 they just said what the heck can we form I mean we're basically the Huda Gurus performing under a different name According to their website, since reforming, the Gurus have two more critically acclaimed studio albums, Mock Chow and Purity of Essence, which now sit seamlessly alongside their pre-split classic recordings. Sounds like good marketing fluff, doesn't it? If you want to read more about them, I would recommend go to rockportraits.wordpress.com. But it was one of those bands that you could always tap your toes and sing along with. And if you weren't into the whole, you know, goth, overcoat, Cure Sisters of Mercy thing and you wanted to pull your head out of that once in a while and just have some fun party music that you could drive down the road on a sunny day, they were always one of those bands that you could pull out, you could sing along with. And even though it was poppy once you listen to the lyrics once you really listen to the lyrics you saw the sense of humor of it and they were almost mocking themselves at a point but it was always good fun i suggest that you go check out the Hudaguru. guru so until next time talk to you later two fifty two
1: I was oh horror movies and stupid things that kids do pretty much. <laughs> yeah? That would make a good horror movie. It, yeah. It probably would, yeah. Now see they're afraid to put kids in horror movies though, because then, you know, they can't show somebody killing a kid on the screen. Because so you know, they have to kind of avoid that mostly. I don't know.
2: Why it's, not? Could, I mean uh, they
1: just it's the thing they don't do. When's the last time you saw it?
2: I'm trying to think now. <laughs>
1: I can think of one ever in like the history I mean, of movies, I've and seen, it was a long time ago.
2: I can't say on a movie, but I've seen it in a TV show.
1: TV, yeah, they'll do it on TV. That's weird. That, but again, you know? TV is more violent than movies now.
2: Exactly. But, sh- f- shit. Now you got me thinking.
1: This is, a dark, <laughs> this is a dark topic. When's the last time you saw someone murder a child on film? Right, <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Welcome into the conversation
1: now, the, the only time I can ever think of and it was, it was such a shock that it was like the, the selling point on the poster of the film was Assault on Precinct 13 the original one in like 1975 or whatever
3: On
0: Saturday, six members of the gang known as Street Thunder were ambushed by the police On Sunday, the warlords of Street Thunder swore a blood oath to avenge their dead. For the gang called Street Thunder, it is a day of vengeance. It's war in the streets. Oh, Jesus, come on.
2: Come on, I'll give you my money, just don't hurt me. Please,
3: please.
0: It's terror in the night. It's the most shattering assault on a police station in history. Assault on Precinct 13.
2: This is a siege.
1: It's a goddamn siege. You know, they did that in that movie. And they did not do it in the remake as far as I know. But it was like, holy shit, did that just happen? And then it was like, that was when you knew the movie was about to get crazy.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Out of all the horror movies and everything, I don't think, no. No. They'll scare the crap
1: out of them, and they'll be in some serious peril, and they'll get injured, but they'll never die. <laughs> you <know>? That's that's <laughs> one of those Hollywood things. You can't kill the kid, and you get really serious shit if you kill a pet, too. Oh,
2: well, damn. then don't ever watch the movie Gummo. Cause <laughs> there's whole, cause there's, have you seen it?
1: No, I've heard bad things about it though. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's the it's the most mind-numbing like worst 2 hours of your life that you wish you would never have watched the movie. But the that movie there's a lot of cat killing in it. Oh
0: jeez. Gummo.
2: Uh, oh god. Heard. Gummo. Yep, G U M M O. It's about this little trailer park town in Zeni, Ohio. And I guess back in, like, the early 90s, there was, like, this huge tornado that hit, like, Xenia, Ohio. And I don't know, somebody decided to make this, like, B-rated, I don't even know, like, B-class movie of this. It just doesn't even make sense. There's just no plot. It's mind-numbing. You'll feel stupid for even watching it. But there's, like, clips and stuff if you watch on Like, you you can type it into YouTube and just watch a couple of the clips and just watch it from there, and you'll be like, yep, I understand what she's talking about. I don't watch it. (laughs) Or it'll intrigue you, and you'll be like, I got to watch this shit and see what the hell this is all about. Like, what is this? Because it's just...
1: That's enough internet for today. Click.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I've seen it so many times because my old roommate had it so anytime that anyone would come over to the house let's put gum on I'm like oh god I'm just gonna drink a case of beer just so I can just drink my brain away so I don't have to watch this again (laughs) just to buy just to numb myself so I don't have to watch it but there was a lot of it's a good review
1: for the box cover right there I just want to numb myself so I don't have to watch it
2: (laughs) (laughs) like a kid runs around like have you do you watch bob's burgers
1: no i the have car- seen a little bit of it but i haven't seen much
2: okay well you know how the girl wears the bunny ears all the time right okay well in the movie a little boy wears like the bunny the same bunny ears like throughout the whole movie he wears them i don't know why he doesn't ever say he just <laughs> runs damn bunny ears and um
1: See, it's just it's oh, somebody's yeah. trying to be weird to be weird, like it's like oh, yeah. the modern sort of attempted a John Waters film or something. Like, what the I fuck are these s- people doing? You know? I think
2: it's the same people that produced the movie Kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I too. want to
2: say it's the same people that did Kids, and then they did another one after that. So that explains it right there, because that movie, that movie right there was a whole mess of itself to begin with, to, too. so... Yeah, really. If you if you've seen that movie,
1: never, never. I saw that movie on its opening night at the main art theater, stuffed in the front row because those were the last seats with the entire insane clown posse. Oh my god! And then, you know how that went? Like at the end, oh, they like, "Dog, what the fuck?" I was expecting to see some titties and shit. <laughs> that was all they got out of that film. I'm like, oh, well, okay i think it's like most of the point of that story there <laughs> man you guys are like well cultured huh
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah they're far from that that's them fucking cheetos bitch yeah, yeah. <sighs> that would have been fun trip 252
1: Well, that wraps up another episode. We invite you to visit our website at RetroNerds252.com and click on The Big 252 for show notes and links to content featured in the show. You can also find us on your favorite social media app, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, and everything else. We leave you today with a cut from one of the hottest MCs on the globe, The Specialist.
3: You have to say I'm gone. Do things my own way Long time coming, I'm on my way Can't stop to the top, that's square I stay I keep it moving, that's right, I keep it moving yeah. What you sitting there for, just keep it moving yeah. I don't know about you, I keep it moving uh, i catch you later, my dude, I keep it moving Say bye-bye yeah. to the past, hello, I'm the future Ahead of my time, flow, obsolete computers Fly when I maneuver, I'm a an animal But don't fuck with young hoes, keep a couple cougars Bitch, I'm an animal to Cage him, when he grab him like he act like wolves raised them. No you can't contain me, break me, change me Respect you so much. you can love me Hate me, Personify greatness I feel it in my heart, I spit it from the heart So that's what each bar is laced to it Greatness, been told I'm amazing Been told I got the right tools to make it Been told I'm creative, different, innovative The breath of fresh air, hip-hop has been craving The most anticipated MC reanimated Reinvented, engineered, and designed be the greatest fuck you and what you have to say i'm gone do things my own way long time coming i'm on my way can't stop till the top is where i stay i keep it moving that's right i keep it moving yeah what you sitting there for just keep it moving yeah i don't know about you i keep it moving Uh, i catch you later my dude i keep it moving yeah
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I've done sure. Pull yourself together. Pull yourself together. <laughs> together.